Welcome to season three. Does God have a sense of humor? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to just look at the platypus to know that. You know, you can look at the evolution of humor just in the 20th century and see that. You know, we love slapstick and we loved comedy and we love being teased with bumble dancers and you know you had your vaudeville and it was very much big 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 you know but it was the slapstick you know that really got us because that's you slapping yourself upside the head and cut it out <laughs> hey this is what you get think that you know and the funny part is you know put one and one together and make two you know and and deep down inside you you know what's going on in your heart you do that's where god is and he makes you laugh laugh at this shit this is hysterical <laughs> and then as the language evolves you know it becomes guys like guy gilpatrick you know and he was one of the greatest writers in the earliest early early 20th century you know the first 30 years and he wrote a series of articles in the New Yorker about a master mechanic who worked on a, a, a merchant machine I'm sorry a merchant marine uh, ship for Her Majesty's Navy and he was just hysterical and he was he wrote uh, stories and it, the man's name was Mr. Glenn Cannon and um, let me tell you Glenn Cannon is hysterical and he would write uh, Mr. Glenn Cannon with this with this big Irish brogue you know and all Glenn Cannon ever really loved was his engines in his boat the Inchcliffe the SS Inchcliffe and he loved his engines and he loved his whiskey I don't don't mess with his whiskey <laughs> and it was just a series of you know hysterical stories about you know Mr. Glenn Cannon getting drunk and getting on the wrong boat and you know these hysterical things that happened and it always worked out for him and he was always drunk yes hysterical <laughs> and then you know we move along to the more subtle uh, stuff like Pogo you know and I've met the enemy he is us <laughs> and then we get into the Charlie Browns you know you got the one who's analyzing everybody because she wants to control everybody. You got the one who thinks shit always happens and it does. You know, and you got the animals being smarter than the human beings. <laughs> but you got the one 
who everybody thinks is a baby because he always has his blankie and he's always sucking his thumb and he's always coming out with words of wisdom you know and pulling everybody together you know and I have to say I identified with Linus because yes I sucked my thumb until I was six years old <laughs> okay. so you know yeah God has a sense of humor here, we spent the first six years of your life making your teeth stick out. Now, what are you going to do with them? <laughs> but it sure was comforting. And I could easily touch my earlobe, and it was soft. And it, I just really liked that as a little kid. You know, and um, the more they tried to get me to stop, the more I, I would just, you know, dig my heels in. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? And the more they tried to shame me, the more I would put my eyes down. But inside I was saying, fuck you. You know, I love my thumb. It loves me. <laughs> you know? And what are you going to do when you get to school, Rita? You can't suck your thumb at school. No, but I can when I get home. <laughs> and it was stuff like that, you know. And you learn later when you look back, you know, you go look back on your life, you realize while they were laughing at you and you were, you know, funny to them, you know, later, you, you know, you realize, you guys, this was hysterical. Thank you. <laughs> and I've had nothing but, you know, problems with my math all my life, you know, and ran into a pole at the age of three and messed it up really bad and years with, you know, dentist and orthodontist and oral surgeries and pulling permanent teeth down that had ended up in the middle of my mouth and then all that gets perfect and then bam, get hidden in my mouth all that shit right back up into my mouth again all fucked up pardon my French you know <laughs> and it was you know as I look back on it it just was me doing that you know really you you said you come down here and here's the hard way and you gotta learn the hard way you had to eat the pill you know gotta keep your mouth shut but you gotta learn it you know you can't talk yet because you haven't learned yet. You know, and I was one of those people. I used to ask my mom this a lot. Why does everybody come up to me and tell me all their problems? You know, and I always help them, you know, make them feel better. And they always say that. I'm not really complaining. <coughs> but they're not my friends. You know, and I'm wondering why. Why people do that? <laughs> she, she was like, well, maybe they want to be your friends. No, Mama, they, they just, I think they just need somebody to make them feel better. You know? And, and they, they love me. I mean, they don't want to be ugly or anything with me. You know, but they're three years older than me. They don't want to hang out with me. <laughs> she was like, why do you just have that light? You know, people know they can talk to you and, and you'll say the right thing to make them feel better. That's all. 
you know, you listen. You've always listened, you know. I don't always like what comes out of your mouth, <laughs> you know, we laugh. But, you know, and they, these were moments with my mom that I cherish, you know, because those were moments when she was truly, you know, being one with God. Because most of my um, memories of my young childhood was not my mother. She wasn't around. It was with the maid we had hired in um, Eleanor Guzman. She was just a wonderful woman. We loved her to bits. And she loved me. Her family loved me. I loved her. You know, I was part of their family. And she and her family were part of our family. It was just, she wasn't a maid. You know, she was part of the family. And, you know, they would, you know, does God have a sense of humor? Yeah. He had me go spend the weekend with them. Well, my parents took my brother and sister to see the Beatles up in Dallas. And everybody loved just watching me do the twist. <laughs> and we got into it. It was great. You know, it, it's things like that that, you know, were made to give messages and gifts. And you're here to help the other, not judge the other. You know, and it just is a way for you to touch God and the other way is through tears. You know, but this, this podcast is about does God have a sense of humor? So I wanted to point out irony, how we've evolved, you know, to this irony and then we took it too far. You know, we, we were killing ourselves, laughing up a storm with movies like MASH and you know, Mel Brooks, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, The Producers, Silent Movie, History of the World Part 1, Spaceballs, <laughs> laughing at ourselves, how we merchandise to ourselves, you know, how the Young Frankenstein is perfect, you know, he gave part of himself and he got part of the monster and together they're all perfect. Yay! And everybody's all happy. <laughs> it's all funny how they interact with each other. And then there's Dr. Strangelove, or how I learned to love the bomb. How we laughed at ourselves. How we scare ourselves. How we do stupid things and take them too far. You know, now you have to look at the guy you've been calling your enemy and say, let's be friends. You know, it ain't so easy. And by the way, he's had a few. <laughs> okay. So while you're telling him that, he tells you about his doomsday machine. And the Nazi scientist you got says, well, what good is a doomsday machine if you don't tell anybody about it? <laughs> and yeah, well, that was for next week on the May Day Parade. <laughs> you laugh at it. You have to laugh at it. What else would you do except cry? You know, these are, these are the two sides of God. You know, he laughs and he cries. 
and when he laughs, he's putting it away. And when he cries, he's washing it away. You know, so, and it's love, and, and, and love is, is what drives it. It's just an overflow of love. Have you ever really listened to, like, a bunch of videos, maybe on YouTube, and just listened to little babies laughing, okay? And they'll laugh at the silliest things, you know, a dog barking and jumping. And so you make the dog keep jumping and barking, and that baby will just keep laughing. And they're laughing this laugh. They all sound the same. Go do it. Go listen to it. This is, you know, the story uh, in Doctor Who about the library and how all the children were the same. <laughs> and that was the safe space on the hard drive. <laughs> and the reality is we're all equal when we get here. Okay? We're all equal. We are all have God in us. And there's only one. And there's one indivisible one in you. And there's one indivisible one in everybody else. So don't treat them like ten soldiers. Or here comes that irony, that ass-biting, that karma we love to laugh at. You know, you're, you're in traffic and this asshole is going 100 miles an hour down the breakdown lane to get past everybody. And next thing you know, here's a cop coming down the right down right after it. And everybody's going, yeah. <laughs> Good line supper with the rest of us. <laughs> or you were trying to be nice to someone on the freeway, you know, and you get over and they're very impatient. And the very moment you're getting over trying to let them by, they move over thinking they're going to get by you. <laughs> And this, he jumps into the other lane and shoots you the bird, and you're just tootling along. Bless you. I hope it all works out great. Then here it comes. Here comes the cop to pull him over. You know, I don't know what for, but you know, there you go. I've seen it happen a million times. And it's these kinds of things that, you know, something that you know you've thought about it you know and then it happens and you laugh you laugh your ass off and you can really see this coming out in the videos on YouTube once you start recognizing it just you know it's that illumination coming at you and uh, one of the funny ironies is you know all the stories they get made while you're just, you know, calmly sitting here watching the show. It's all good. I already know how this ends. <laughs> and that's, you know, part of the art of letting go is enjoying the show. Enjoy how it comes to you. Enjoy it. It's a show. All for you. All to bring you whatever it is you've accepted. And this is why it's important to use the word, I accept that, you know. <clears throat> or not those words, but anything like that, you know. Yeah, that baby's mine. Give me that. It's good. It's all mine. 
Ooh, precious. I love you. You know, but it's it's that kind of a feeling. Think about it. Play around with it. What words do you use to indicate something is yours? You know, I know y'all hear me saying a lot. I don't think so. You know, but that's, no, that's me. That's how I talk to myself. That's how I talk to other people. You know, I've been, this is how I talk to myself. And I don't, one of the most tiring things when you first become aware of this stuff and start doing it, and you get that beginner's luck success the first time because you had no expectations. You just went in with an open mind. You did it. And wow, there it is. <laughs> wow. You know, and then you struggle. You know, and, and Neville, the role, of, uh, the role of Neville Goddard was just brilliant because he um, came up with this great exercise, right, to prove it to you. And you end up doing your, you know, beginner's luck with a ladder. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, so then you just, you just go do it again, okay. And then usually then something comes up that you really want. Or for 90% of us, we're the meek, okay. And the meek are the ones who are the souls becoming Pauls, you know, and they don't see any irony. <laughs> they are the irony. <laughs> you know, seriously. You know, people like um, Hitler, for example, or President Xi, or you know, the UN, these people, the leaders of the UN, where you have people who proudly chop off heads and, you know, shut up dissenters and all that other stuff, come out and say, well, as a UN group, uh, we need to investigate the US for their uh, xenophobic and racist and human rights issues, you know, <laughs> it's like, what, 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 you know, I don't think so, who you been talking to, oh, wait, I know who you've been talking to, that's okay, yeah, the, the irony's great, it'll be great, it doesn't matter what happens, I, I know it'll be funny, and I know it'll be great, you know, and it's, you're not laughing at them, you're laughing at yourself because you used to be like that. You used to be righteous like that. It's easy to love them. It doesn't matter which side the righteous on. It doesn't matter who wins or loses because really there's no winners or losers. It's how you played the game. Time just ran out. That's all. You know, and so people get upset when you try to change the rules of the game. This is the same feeling as people get upset when you try to change their writing. Writers don't like that. Don't mess with the word. Okay. I know what I was saying and I know how I meant it to be. No, thank you. You know, this is that battle. This is your art. This is your love. This is what you love to do. You know. And as we moved along, you know, like MASH, MASH is great, or, you know, uh, 
the nine yards with Burt Reynolds. And they've remade that with Adam Sandler. But I have to say, I love the one with Burt Reynolds better. You know, it was just dirty and raw and hysterical. It was just the, the best football game ever. You know, prisoners against the guards. This is the only chance you're going to have to get at the guards. And the way they do it is hysterical. You know, here are the rules of the game. So this is what we're going to do. This is called plaster pears. You make it with a flower. <laughs> now you wrap bandages around it. There, see? Yeah. There you go. Woo! <laughs> it was hysterical. And one of the most funniest scenes in that movie is when Burt Reynolds first gets into the jail and the uh, he's called to the uh, warden's office because the warden wants him to be a coach for his football team. And that's why he's there. He pulled all these strings to get him there. And he's, he's the warden's secretary and it's Bernadette Peters and she has a beehive like you wouldn't believe. I'm telling you, there's not a woman in Texas who watched that movie and did not laugh their ass off. Yeah, it's hysterical. They love their big hair. To this day, they love their big hair. Everybody loves Texas women's big hair. It is cute. <laughs> it is great. It is big. And uh, in the 80s, a New York um, hairstylist came to Dallas and opened up a shop and said how he was going to change the women of Dallas and he was going to end the air of the big hair. Oh, they went nuts. That man's shop closed up within a month. I don't think so. Who do you think you are? There's not a woman, a decent woman, who will go in your shop, sir. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. No, and the show Dallas was really big, and it went worldwide. And yeah, it's not a comedy, but you know, like the girl's husband, Pam's husband, is um, dead for a whole season, and then he comes back at the beginning of the next season. She wakes up, he's in the shower. It was all just a dream. <laughs> It's hysterical. Okay. Now, you're looking at it objectively at the time it was made, like I was. You know, you laughed and said, that's stupid. It's why it's bring back Bobby. I said, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> but as we progressed, you know, that became more and more and more a theme in our entertainment. Everything gets reset. Everything changes. It all changes. It's all changing. People yelling for change. People yelling for scream. You know, it's hysterical. You know, and then making fun of the um, boogeyman and the bad guys, like in the movie Scary. One, two, three, four, and five. Who knows which one? You know, all the Jasons and <laughs> all that other stuff. The first one really was scary. No, but then they kept it up. You take it too far and you just start laughing at it. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's hysterical. What other crazy things can we come up with? Oh, 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 I know. Worms. Big, giant worms. 
you know, and how this guy plays a flute to lead them out of the, out of the, out of the trash cans they're all coming out of, <laughs> who knows, you know, it's hysterical, and then you see the progression. So, you know, think about it. what tickles you, what makes you laugh, what, you know, what's your, your funny bone, you know, I personally love irony, it's hysterical, you know, that, that stuff from the UN just, I can't tell you, I roared, I roared laughing my ass off, you can, yeah, right, I don't think so. You know, Saudi Arabia still chops women's heads off. You you think you're going to investigate us? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, you're crazy, man. And it's stuff like that. It's this, uh, you know, when you really step back and look at it, it's 1984. It's Animal House. It's all those crazy things we were making up in the 60s and 70s. And following behind it, which is the one that's going to be leading the way, and it is leading the way now. You can really see it in some of these videos. It's um, really amazing. The OAN Network. I stumbled on one of their um, news, uh, and it was just a, a couple minutes. And the young girl there was like, you know, we need to, you know, just... We all know it's all good, you know, get away from the TV, don't watch them, don't listen to them, you know, it's just go, have a read, go watch a movie, make yourself laugh, it's all good, you know, and, and enjoy life, and it's all going to work out great, you know, <laughs> she was the one who brought up this article, <coughs> and, uh, you know, how hysterical is that, so, you know, you, uh, even though you may have set up an organization, if it gets overtaken by others who don't share the same values, don't think like you, and they're the ones in charge, you know, well, it's time to leave, that's all. And if anyone insists you got to stay, no, no, happy to come back, look, happy to come back, but only when we all share the same values, you know, and your refusal to accept that Taiwan is its own nation, free, you know, the UN was set up, you know, so that it would help humanity, not the governments of humanity, but humanity realize its rights its inherent rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And each one of us is different. So what you pursue to make you happy, and what I pursue to make me happy, are two different things. But in the end, they come together and they're all perfect. So you laugh. You want to laugh. Sometimes you do have to cry. You, sometimes you just have to cry and just forgive them and wash it away. They're just hurt little children. You know, so think about something that would make them laugh. <laughs> 
And with little children, that's usually some kind of silly face or some slapsticky thing, you know. You know, slapping your face, making that, you know, fish kisses, give me an Eskimo kiss. And no, that's not racist. It's beautiful. It's something the Native Americans up there did. It's cold and their noses were kids. <laughs> it's beautiful. You know? And that's really what it's about. Is You're laughing at yourself and seeing the beauty in it. And that's putting it away. And you stop seeing the ugly side of that. You, you stop seeing that. And everybody just boogies alone. Then somebody thinks about it, and others are God. Here comes a whole group who's never really experienced it, screaming, it's back, it's back, it's back, it's back, it's back. It's, you know, and it's Henny Penny and it got a hold of that story from Chicken Little and it's gone crazy. <laughs> it's just gone crazy. <laughs> and Chicken Little's tired, I don't care. I already said it. <laughs> I did what I was supposed to do. I'll see y'all later. You know, Foxy Loxy. Hey, come on in here. What are you please? What are you please? King doesn't like to be crappy. <laughs> it's hysterical. Everybody laughs at it. You know, it, so that's a, the beauty of God's sense of humor. It is humor. It is when we begin to grow up and step back and look at something we once thought was a problem and an issue and realize that we've changed our thinking. We just don't think like that anymore. You know, we don't. And anyone who says, you know, old thinking is systemic, that's Lot's wife. You know, you see what you believe. So if you think that, then you are the problem. You're the systemic problem. You know, and what is that? Playing the liar, playing the cheat, playing, love them. Love them. They're begging for it. They really are. You know, and then laugh at how they get there. It's okay. Love them the whole way. You know, but it really is a series of slapstick comedy. And you can't, you know, you're no better than them if you take it too far and don't see it for what it is. You, you know, don't keep hating on them. When they're finished and they've changed their thinking, then you love them. They're the same person, but they've changed their thinking. Okay, you love the person. You don't love the thinking if the thinking doesn't err on the side of love. And then you pull out God's sense of humor and laugh at it. <laughs> you know, and science is the beauty of science is how you can quickly get to irony. Well, oh yeah, you know, let's let's look at that, shall we? You know, is it logical what you're saying if you really look at it? The women in the soccer, professional soccer league, get paid more than the men. How can you be demanding to get equal when you get more? You know, if you ask me, the men need to be standing up saying, I, I need to get as much as the women. 
<laughs> and that was proven in the court records of that case. It's hysterical. Yeah. The Logan app. Here, let's try to ruin this man's life just because he associates with Trump. Trump likes him. Doesn't matter if he's a three-star general. Doesn't matter what he's done. He's, he, he's going to be part of Trump's administration and we're going to teach everybody who tries to be part of Trump's administration by his example. We're going to punish him. Okay? And we're going to pull out the Logan Act that's never been successfully used in its entirety. And there they go after, you know, Flint. And, and ruined, the, you know, this man's life for three years, hating his family, attacking him, doxing him, doing all these things, running him through the courts, lawyers, lawyers' fees, had to give up his, his position in the administration to deal with it. You know, this is a three-star general, a, a good man, a man who's always been the best soldier he can be. You know, and this was really uh, taken by many to be sad. But if you step back and look at it, and you know the laws, you know the end. This is what Muhammad was trying to get around across in the Quran. Okay? He's... The prophet. I could tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> I know the end. I just step back here and watch it. And I watch, I watch it all play out. It's great. <laughs> you know? And you can see it. So now, the very thing they attacked Flynn about, Biden and others of his staff that he has around him currently and has said he will use in his future White House are out there talking foreign leaders just like Flynn was you know and here comes that irony you know really <laughs> you're gonna let him loose now right if it's good for you it's good for him it's good for the goose good for the gander you know yeah God has a sense of humor and it's great the minute you start thinking you're the best football player out there, me, Benny Boy, yep, slip, fall, ankle injury, you know, and there's one guy on YouTube, the football gods have spoken, injury, injury, you know, list all the injuries for the week, and it's hysterical, you know, because you know these people were worried about it, or they had been asses. <laughs> and it was karma biting them in the ass. That's what it is. You know, and a lot of people who deny karma will deny fate. You know, but you can't deny it anymore once you realize these laws of mind. And then you see the irony in it all. God has a great sense of humor. You know, he's hysterical. And really, all my life, I've been saying that. Yeah, he has a great sense of humor. Look at the platypus. <laughs> and if you go look it up, you have to laugh. You know? But as our language progressed, our humor's progressed, and it just gets better with wine and time. <laughs> it ferments. And it's just hysterical. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you for being here.